Depeche Mode, Wall Pizza, and the dude who plays the Mandalorian. This is the Odds Pond Presents the first of them. Hey, I'm Dave Hendrick, and as far as I know, I'm cordyceps free. And I'm Ben Hennessy, and it's been green lights all the way for me so far. Together with the house of the Odds Pod, a charming little collection of polite chats about people's favorite apocalypses. And we're also the creative team behind The Odds, post-apocalyptic tale about the perils of social media and cannibalism, scheduled to hit comic book stores next year. So considering our pedigree in pandemonium, our degrees in doom and our qualifications in catastrophe, we thought it might be fun to check out HBO and Sky Atlantic's adaptation of the Naughty Dog hit game, The Last of Us. So strap in. It's going to get sticky. Yeah, nasty. Okay, so episode one, or as I like to call it, 80s means trouble. We've just watched it. Ben, thoughts? Wow. Yeah. Uh, Really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, I think it set the bar pretty high for 2023 in terms of TV. It was really good. It was a lot closer to the game than I expected as well. I mean, down to dialogue deliveries not just dialogue mm. uh, the sets i think the house is almost the very same if not the same and mm. um, down to the the color of joel's bedroom i think yeah. you know it's um it was really really good uh there was a few changes in it throughout some of which um you know coming from the game i can kind of see why they went with these changes you know so you're they're trying to teach a character how to play a game as opposed to tell a story in the, yeah. in the show but I mean, really impressive. Uh, what did what did you think of it? Yeah, I for the most part, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, like you said, the production design was just like the game. You know, from mm-hmm. the from the bricks and the walls to, you know, yeah. the font used and the graffiti and just, you know all that. Like it was it was startling just how similar it, it looked. Yeah. Um, I thought you know the use of light was very similar there's a there's um a scene early on at the start where there's a dust mouse you know in the in the in the um uh i think it's in joel's house but prior to mm-hmm. the pandemic kicking off and um yeah there's this scene of like a dust mouse. and I, I remember seeing something like really similar there's a scene where you're you're focused on this kind of shaft of light and the dust floating around in it yeah in the game you know uh so yeah it was yeah incredibly similar you know the obviously you know the performances uh, and we can get into it like we're mm-hmm. brilliant um you know you've got um Pedro Pascal, otherwise known as Jin Duran, the the man <laughs> Gordon, you know, it's got to suck for him though. Come on, this is this has to be the first time he's had to show up for work in in, in quite a bit. You know? <laughs> he just doesn't. He doesn't have to stand in with the mask. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, so there was a there were a few months spent in the gym, you know, and there's there's it, it, a there's a twenty year. Um, gap in, in between the kind of mm. first act and and the second, and it's interesting. I don't know if they, because you just don't know with these guys. You know, did they de-age Pascal for <laughs> the early stuff, or have they made him look a lot older for the later stuff? Because he doesn't really look 
older. He just looks a little bit he's a bit more like, yeah, he's just a bit more gray in the hair. That's about it. Oh, a bit more hair, I guess. And before we get into the actors, there was there was one big change from the game to the TV show, and that was a talk show at the start. Yeah, yeah. Where they, they have the guys talking about, yeah. Go ahead, yeah, yeah. No, where they explain it, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like that was that was interesting, but I didn't think it was completely necessary. Do you think it's nicer to kind of tell people from the onset what this fungus possible? Uh, of our what the fuck is capable of doing, or you yeah. think it was better to kind of unravel it like they did in the game? So, breakfast, you know? yeah, I mean, it didn't, it, it's not one of those things that would pull me out of the story at all. I mean, it's not like The Walking Dead where they never explain. Mm-hmm. The virus in the in the comic book, but they went a hell of a long way down that road in the in the TV show. You know, going to the yeah. sea and all that stuff. You know, and showing the infection in the brain, like in these yeah. this you know and all that stuff. But um, no, I was fine with it, and it was you know it was a cheeky little nod to you know a time when. The world hadn't copped on to global warming, and they, you know, there's a there's a line of dialogue there where you know they say, well, yes, obviously this fungus can't exist uh, at a particular yeah. temperature, but if the world was to warm up, then it w- would, you know. So it's it's that kind of oh, we are the the masters of our undoing um, thing happening, you know, in this, and um, and you've got John Hanna just winking at the camera, just like <laughs> hamming it up. You know, I was amazed to see him doing it. Yeah, it was I brilliant. Mean, oh, yeah. And then big head um, from Silicon Valley as the as the host. You know, um, <laughs> who is the right. best actor ever when it comes to having to watch someone process a piece of information that's going to unsettle them. I mean, you can't have a better guy for mm-hmm. that. You know. Um, because yeah, his look to the camera was pure fear. It he was really, really good. Thing with his lips, yeah, where it's just you just feel like all the liquid has been sucked out of him. He's just, <laughs> you know, it's like um, he always reminds me of um, Ren and Stimpy, because uh, there there'd be every so often there'd be these kind of takes in Ren and Stimpy where where Ren Ren was the Chihuahua, yeah, um, mm-hmm. where where Ren would um you know, look to the camera or, you know, break the fourth wall with those kind of um, takes where, where he was either terrified or he was pointing out the fact that his, his compadre was an idiot. Um, and I, I think, I, I honestly think that that guy, I, I don't know his name actually, um, I, must, I must look up his name, but that actor is the, is the physical human embodiment of, the, of that. You know? <laughs> I think he's just brilliant. So, so that was so well cast and it was just, and my apologies to, to the third man in the middle. Um, yeah. But, you know, they needed a straight guy and they're all smoking in the interview. It's like, 19, I know, yeah. You know, they're all so smoking, all time, you know, age, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> massive sideburns and big thick glasses. And yeah, it was, yeah, you know, I mean, maybe they stuck that in saying, look, things were better then than they are now. They were much better. You know, we mightn't have had TikTok, but we didn't need it, you know? So yeah, they had all these guys talking about possibly harming the world with a fungus by, by warming it up while everyone is smoking, hmm. you know? Hmm. Everyone's putting a bigger hole in that ozone layer. Yeah. Um, 
they all drove there, you know, and they're like 12 liter engines, you know. <laughs> um, but like, I mean, like, that might be the only thing I kind of took from this that thought it was maybe unnecessary, but I still enjoyed it. I, I, I think that was that was good, you know, like uh, it was hard to flow a lot of this. Uh, I thought it was really good. And when there was a, a deviation from the narrative in the game, uh, it paid off. They did something else with it. And yeah. uh, in, in some cases, they did something better with it. Um, yeah, God, I, I really I can't wait for the next one. Like there's so I suppose if we if we go through the beats like there's. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you know, respect to to Craig Mason, um, who you know, I think if you're involved in in writing at all, you'll be aware of him. And um, he's uh, he's a phenomenal um, writer, but he's directed this episode as well. He, you know, he's the showrunner on it on it too. I don't know if he directs the whole thing or or what the story is there, but you know. not likely. I think usually they swap it around with a few guys, but I don't know what the crew is uh, specifically yet. He's done a done a great job, but um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and his um, his podcast as well, um, you know, is is a, is a bible for for any writer out there. Um, but you know, there's some really nice. Um, there's a really nice introductory scene with um, Joel's daughter in the in the before times. Which again, there's a little bit of misdirection because if you're familiar with the game, you know, in in a in a casual way, you might think, okay, this is this is it. It's kicking off. This is Ellie. Yeah, she's waking up or whatever, you know. And then you, Mm -hmm. you know, you cop on to the fact that it's not. It's his. It's his actual daughter. Um, and we're back before things hit the fan, you know. Um, and we get a lot more setup at this stage than we do in the game as well a lot more we see a lot more of sarah and um, we see sarah going to school we, we see sarah doing lots of things um well yeah there, you, get, things, you get yeah. to meet their neighbors um mm-hmm. connie and the adlers you know um, oh. yeah that goes that goes perish I, I, I was wondering what they're going to do there because in the game a neighbor shows up and and Joel comes back to the house just in time to do mm. something about the neighbor. Yeah. Um. And then when I saw these guys going, well, none of those people are the neighbor that appears in the house mm. and tries to run through the back door. Um. They're very different, but there's that moment like later on we'll get there. But uh, setting them up the way they did had a really creepy scene. Um. That that was just to be a creepy scene and uh it was i i thought it was brilliant uh, yeah i mean that, 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 that character so you've got that thing with the the older woman the grandmother type mm-hmm. character connie where you know she's their next door neighbor she's incapacitated yeah for some reason you know she's either had a stroke or she you know she can't She's no no control over her body anyway. She can't she can't move. Is it her, is it her husband who's feeding her as yeah. they meet him at the start? Yeah, yeah. So you see you see her, her either her husband or her son in law or something, and he's he's pushing pushing food into her mouth as as he's chatting away to Sarah. She's on her way to school. Um, but you know, so you've got that you know um, trope where you've got a, a an older person in a horror environment, and older people in horror environments are either really, really good or really mm-hmm. bad, you know? There's never an in-between with them, ever, you know? No. 
Um, yeah, it's, it's either something that will mentally scar you for the rest of your life or something you're going to have a bit of a laugh at for the rest of your life. Yeah. And this is, this, is, and she's, this is a mentally scaring moment. In fairness to her and in fairness to the writing, she straddles both because she's the before and after of, of the pandemic, really. You know, she's your first introduction to what this infection yeah. is and how it, how it works. And later on, you know, you see her falling foul of the infection when she you know this is a character who doesn't move at all in in shot and while we're focusing on sarah you've got connie in the background out of focus yeah, upper turn out of focus yeah you know she's Oof. having this massive seizure and that's and it's silent and that makes it even creepier and scarier, you know. But it could, I, I thought it was a building up thing. to that clicker scream that we never got because he made the shape, and I was just waiting for something to kick off. Yeah. And I thought, oh, they're, they're going to get into this here. Well, I um, think they wanted to keep you guessing whether it was mm-hmm. just a medical thing or was it the yeah. infection or you know what was it, you know? So was she having another stroke? You know, if you've seen if you've seen people in those scenarios, you know, it's very similar and and um. Yeah. So it was just, it was from, to my mind, it was, uh, okay, let's see what's going on here. You know, I just wanted yeah. to keep up with it, but I can see how if I'd been watching this 20 years ago mm-hmm. from minute one, I would have been like, Oh my God, she's so creepy, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that's because I'd be much younger watching it and I'd be watching a much older person. And, you know, in, in a horror scenario, as I said, you know, much older people tend to be creepier people um, or creepier characters. And it has that kind of ick factor that you only really get when you're that far apart in the generations, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but now that I'm, I'm creeping up on where Connie is, um, I'm like, Oh yeah, she seems like a nice lady, you know? Um, <laughs> so yeah, I wonder, I wonder if all these things were, were deliberate, you know? Um, but uh, it was, it was very, very well done. And look, always trust a dog. If a dog doesn't want to be near someone. Yeah. Trust it, listen to it, you know, go with it. Because that dog freaked out. Like, and I thought that was really clever. Yeah. Because um, you know the way uh, some dogs are able to sense sickness in people, you mm. know. And just as Sarah's about to leave the house, she sees the dog, and the dog mm. is now looking at, at the grandmother. Yeah. And uh, it's only as she kind of stops and goes back to look at the dog, um, and kind of sees the dog is actually scared. He's kind of just staring. He's kind of whimpering. Yeah. Not getting closer, and uh, you kind of realize, oh, this isn't one of those moments where the dog um, is feeling sympathy or is trying to or is sensing an illness in someone. And it's at that kind of moment where you can point it out to someone who maybe uh, is informed of that kind of uh, characteristic in animals. Yeah, this dog is just scared, and it, it's 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 just watching its owner. And we heard in the talk show that animals tend to avoid fungus because this is the particular thing they're frightened of, and we yeah. see the dog is frightened of. So we get another cue from what we've been set up with. Yeah, and that's really yeah. clever. Really clever. Very clever. And did you notice uh, the scene in her classroom? There was like this quick cut to her in school, Sarah in school, mm-hmm. and they're winding up a class, and there's a kid sitting kind of perpendicular to her, and he appears to be flashing the, an identity bracelet. Yeah, son. But it's more like he's having a small tremor in his arm. He's slightly seizing as well. And there's a interesting, really, I didn't pick up on that was a tremor. Really, Very good. 
there's a really soft cough in the background. And it's the only cough you hear in the whole thing, but it's like, oh man, it's in the classroom. It's like, it's already here, you know? And that's before you get to Connie season on and stuff, you know? So there's all this, this lovely foreshadowing of, you know, the main events. Yeah. 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 You know, we'll get to now, which, which, you know, is, um, uh, the world going to shit because of this cordyceps infection. And, um, Joel, um, takes, you know, matters into his own hands and tries to protect his, his daughter and his brother and get the, get the hell out of Dodge mm-hmm. as, as quickly as possible, yeah. which if you've played the game, you know, doesn't really work out all that well. <laughs> no, it sure doesn't. It's, it's devastating. I, I think that moment paid off like it did in the game. Uh, it was no the way. same. Beat yeah, really was, yeah. wasn't it? It was yeah. down to the way that they had the lighting on the soldier as well. Yeah. Like uh, almost blurred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was fantastic. And but the build up to that moment was clever as well. They they took things from the game, but use it in a different space in a different time. In the game, she is wandering the house looking for her dad. And mm. um, we see the television play a news show. And then there's an explosion outside her bedroom window and then the new show is caught, it's gone. Yeah. And we know something's happened and now she knows something's happened and she's going downstairs to try and find something with a bit more energy, a bit more gusto, far more worried. And then we see the neighbor come running in at the back door. In this, she is getting her dad, her dad's watch fixed. Yeah. Then we hear noise. We we hear more um, fire engines, ambulances, everything going by. And then we hear an explosion and uh, then she's kind of hurried out the door to get home because uh, the shop owner says, you need to get home. Quickly. And then when she, when she is outside and that's, mm-hmm. you know, th- even that there, there's a bit of a, a bit of a, a trope there with the, the shop owner as the kind of, you know, mystic who's telling them, you know, given, given her information about the rest of her life, basically, you know, yeah. She's shown, and she's you know she to a, I suppose to a kid in Austin you've got you know this this kind of weird little shop where you know this guy is surrounded by clocks and clockworks and you know he's got one of those kitty cat phones and and um, uh, which really reminded me put me in mind of um, uh, Joe Kelly's uh, oh, what was it called Ben Shutter Shutter Oh Shutter Oh yeah yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a joke. Joe Keating, Joe Keating, sure. Um, but you've got um, so then then out of the back comes his who we presume is his wife, mm-hmm. you know, and she's she's exclusively speaking Arabic, and she looks quite different to everybody there, and she's she's nearly got this kind of mystical approach, to, you know, to to or mystical quality to her, and she's like, you need to get home, you know. Yeah, she, she yeah. pushes Sarah out into the street, but when she pushes her out into the street, the street is completely quiet. Yeah, eerie. Everyone's gone, you yeah. know. Um, but you immediately feel unsafe, like she trouble. Yeah, you know, she she does need to get home. You feel this this anxiety. Uh, yeah. It's very good, um, and that's that's an element that's not in the game at all. That that's completely new. Yeah, um, and and that that ratcheting up of of anxiety through the application of quiet is just perfect. Just isn't it? Love it, man. And then, oh, and and uh, it's set in two thousand and three. It's pre-smartphone. We get it. We get a shot of a Nokia going off on the table as well. Um, <laughs> the unbreakable bricks. 
brought me back to a happier time you know uh, i think it was in one of those plastic covers as well yeah, it wasn't it? Was, yeah. <laughs> nice uh, you know don't don't want to get any any cement on my on my <laughs> 3310 or whatever it is you know i thought that was a good a good use as well in in the game we come back joel immediately goes to his cabinet and he reaches for his handgun that he keeps but again in the show he shows up like uh because he's been at work that day and mm. showed up late and obviously trying to get home to have birthday cake with his daughter he's left the tools or whatever in the car yeah so he shows up with a big wrench like something like the goon like gary powell's work and he just oh yeah he puts that wrench to work um he poor makes, old granny uh, never saw it coming makes a heart-wrenching decision <laughs> i don't think it was a tough one no. <laughs> so sarah has discovered connie in the neighbor's house mm-hmm. chowing down on the neighbors with her multiple tongues at this stage, yeah, 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 she's 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 well on her way to transformation into a into a clicker. Um, but uh, I don't know what it is, but ever since Wreck, when I see an older person in a horror film reach speeds, they shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, when they are sprinting at you, yeah. there is there is. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, just the orgy scene in Rosemary's Baby, you know, that was like <laughs> yeah. that was enough. So I don't trust old people. You know? <laughs> it's like. <laughs> You know, and it's moved on, moved on from there. But yeah, so you know, we're, you're about twenty minutes in, and and Connie's chowing down. You know, things have gone to shit. You know, um, and there's a re- so they escape in the in the truck, mm-hmm. in Joel's truck, and he's screaming at Tommy to run over the uh, the neighbors. Yeah, he sure um, is just to get the hell out of Dodge, but. But they have a Hammer kid. They have swings. a kid. We have a kid. Keep yeah. going. Yeah, yeah. Hammer yeah. swings back mm-hmm. into the back seat with Sarah, and that puts it puts us in her POV for a bit. And she's really upset, and she's terrified. Everything. Her whole life has changed. She knows nothing is ever going to be the same again. She doesn't know what's going on. She knows all she knows is that some people are sick and some people aren't, and the sick mm-hmm. people seem to be doing terrible things. And she's worried. She's sitting in the backseat, worried that they're sick. Yeah. And she's looking yeah. for reassurance. Joel's giving her reassurance. Tommy, not yeah. so much. She's but, asking, what, what if it's everywhere? What if there is nowhere safe to go? Yeah. So her mind is racing, you know, and that's what kids do. That when you're younger, that's, you know, what is, where are we going? What is the the end of this? You know, yeah. you, you do reach conclusions you know, that might be beyond you or far quicker than, than adults do because adults want the status quo. They want to tell you everything is going to be okay. We do it with our kids all the time, you know. Yeah. So it's all going to be fine. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. But when you're a kid and you're put in those stressful situations, it's it's not like, it's like, fuck, don't worry. Like the world's ending, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and she's clearly at that stage where still, still would be asking parents for answers to problems, but has a growing mind that's capable of critical thinking at this stage and kind of knows that if she doesn't get a good answer back, she knows something's off. And oh, it's yeah. It's not going to yeah. be okay. And, she, you uh, get the impression that she she hasn't had the easiest time of it in her mm-hmm. life, you know, and she's probably a lot more grown up in her thinking than she should be at her Absolutely. Her age, you know, so they present her definitely as a really positive character and a, and a great kid. 
Yeah. But she's a great kid in the eyes of you and me and adults who are watching this because she's so capable. That's and when you thing, see yeah. a kid that's that capable, you know that they've had to sacrifice a certain amount of their childhood to get there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, she's so, making her dad breakfast and she's giving him orange juice so he's not just sucking on the coffee. And Yeah, she's, she's mothering she's her. She's looking father. after him. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so it's, uh, yeah, she's, she's, she's a really interesting and really lovable character, which is why what happens next is absolutely terrible. And yes, it is. Yeah. And can I say like, yeah, even the set here where they're like, they're running around part of a town, it's very similar to the game. I think the only real change here is that Tommy's not with them. I think Tommy's your kind of a buddy character in the game. Yeah. He's able to fend off some of the, the infected in yeah. this Joel, they're kind of separated resident evil style, resident evil two style mm. where, you know, cars have crashed. There's a big fire and now they have to meet up somewhere. Planes come down. Like, yeah. Planes coming down. It's, 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 it's impossible for them to, to kind of go through this area together now. And they hit all the same beats. They find, they find some infected in the game. It's one infected in the yeah. show. It's several. It's a bit of a nest. Just up, yeah. one of them looks up really yeah. quickly. Mm. and stay still and it's, um, it's terrifying and you get a little bit of a little bit of a michael jackson thriller head tilt <laughs> yeah you know oh. yeah um, and then he sprints after him then it's uh then it's the olympics so this uh, is where i had a problem right this yeah. is where i had a problem he sprints okay. after him. joel mm -hmm. is carrying his now wounded daughter yeah she's, she's broken her ankle in he a car walk yeah He's carrying. Oh yeah, sorry. They've had a car crash. They yep. just got out of the car that was crashed. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So he's carrying her through this, through these kind of back roads of of the the arse end of the arse end of Austin, and he is trying to find a way out. You know, and he's mm -hmm. being chased by this infected dude. So he sees a door and he kicks it open and he runs through. Now. Would you not have closed the door behind you? I, I don't know. I would have done something to barricade he's, that door. He's what busted you? that door. Yeah. You know, and the only that. real way he's you can barricade that door and... and, and him some time. You know what? Like, he didn't have that much time to begin with and he has to put her down and he doesn't know what's ahead of him. Yeah. You know? Or that's what I'm thinking when I was playing the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kept going as well. <laughs> so yeah. like, um, but, like, in order to barricade that door, it was a short room... You, you probably could have had enough tables and chairs to put something between the door and the next wall to stop it really, really open. I'm going to go back, watch it, and see if there was anything heavy you could have pushed up there. But anyway. But there was definitely a, a mop and stuff there. That yeah, kind of, had, yeah, had a yeah. bit of a, what? But, you know, it's fine. It mm. did. Like, it, it was, it was like, it's my only gripe. My, my wife was like, would you not run faster? Yeah. <laughs> you know, he didn't look behind the kid, him. Kept going. <laughs> like, I would have thrown her over my shoulder and a fireman ran. Yeah. Like, uh, like he's still carrying like her. Like the hero you are, Ben. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he, he was carrying her like a hero. He was holding her, um, like, like, like a prince holding the princess and as they walk off yeah. into a sunset kind of stuff, you know, over the threshold thing. Yeah, yeah. And um, I would have thrown her over and just legged it. Um, yeah. But uh, I mean, like, it was, I guess it had to be honest to the game. And then that pose of him carrying her like that um, brings about a certain kind of different emotional response to, than just chucking her over the shoulder and running. Yeah. Um, but then then we get to the scene. Then we get to the scene. And do you know what? It's it's handled very, very well because it feels it feels like in the context of today, 
Mm-hmm. It feels like something that we've we're familiar with that we've seen before. Now, this is a soldier, not a cop, but you know he's still acting on the authority of the state, and he stops them in their tracks mm-hmm. and points a gun at them and shines a torch in their face. And you're you're looking at that going, oh well, we're kind of used to that now, you know, which is terrible, you know, happening yeah. in real life, but we're we're kind of used to seeing these things. And then you know you cut back and forth from Joel's perspective to to the soldiers and you can't see the soldier because the light's so bright, you know, and it's doing yeah. that thing where there's, it's just a halo of light, um, which, you know, it's very hard to, to, to see anything through. So you're getting some definition of the shell of the soldier's head, but not a lot. And you can mm-hmm. see he's wearing, um, some kind of hazmat suit, some kind of gas mask type type scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's got a, Big ass rifle in your face, you know? He sure does. Yeah. And um you can hear him say something like two, um, she's injured, yeah, ankle. So I think once they once okay. yeah. once his command make the or hear that they found two people who are not infected, but one of them is injured. Mm-hmm. And it, and because the injury's in her ankle, that's it. Yeah, and he says something like little with something. He does bring about that. And uh that it's just it's just that quick, you know. Mm-hmm. And Joel is powerless. Um, which is weird because again, I haven't played the game in so long. And when I was last playing the game, Joel was not powerless. So to see him be better in a situation like this, I kind of forgot um what that kind of felt like. I can't remember and, if um, you actually see the gun fire or you just hear it. I have a feeling you just hear. You see the gunfire. Yeah. You see a muzzle flare anyway. Yeah. yeah. And um, you see it hit Joel. Yeah. And he stumbles, he falls down. And it separates and, the two. And um, separates the two. And then just as the, the, the guard is walking over about to finish off Joel, um, uh, 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 Tommy comes by and, uh, and takes out the guard first. Right? Yeah. But then almost as soon as he's done that, there's no rejoice. There's no happy moment. There's just Tommy going, oh no. Yeah. And, yeah. and there she is. Pedro Pascal, he looks over. Yeah. Yeah. And she is bleeding. She's breathing terribly. And yeah. oh, oh, it's rough. It's yeah. hard to watch. Yeah. And it, 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 there's it, a moment like, and I don't think it's in the game. Um, I think when they get to her in the game, it's just, oh crap. Oh crap. It's happening. But there's a moment like where they still think it's going to be okay because Joel seemed to be grazed by a bullet and then when they move her hand there is blood everywhere and you can yeah. hear her panic yeah she's drenched and yeah. it's all over you know he thinks he's going to get her somewhere and get her some help but that's just again that's just the, yeah, it's, they've got nothing to, the only thing he can do is scream to his brother for help and yeah and he wants to move her and it's like it's like the burden of being being an adult where you have to make everything okay you know and sometimes you just can't yeah and and you gotta let her go, and he does. And the man, fair play, like Nico Parker, who plays Sarah in it, is mm-hmm. just fantastic. Yeah, like and she nailed it. It's down to the deliveries between herself and Joel, where they make that joke about the Atkins diet at the start. I thought, yeah. like, all none of that was in the game either. It's a whole new kind of scene sequence, and um, like the 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 
the the bond between the two of them was severely established right there. And you know these two are always winding each other up and having a good time doing so and yeah. and loving each other doing it, you know? Yeah. Because they've been through it. Yeah. 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 And that's the end. Was, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well then we get into oh, how many years later after that? Is it 20 years later? 20? Okay, it jumps from 2003 to 2023. Yeah. And, uh, Pedro Pedro puts a bit of talcum powder in his hair. Yeah. <laughs> puts on a new shirt. Yeah. yeah. Uses less moisturizer and all of a sudden he's 20 years old. So that makes him 56 in this. Well, I didn't. I didn't do the maths. It's his thirty sixth birthday when we when we start yeah. off, right? So like, so he's playing. He's playing a thirty six year old, and he's playing a fifty six year old, and he is fifty seven. No, he's forty seven. He's forty seven. Oh. He so. does the whole getting up, rubbing his shoulder thing when he's after having a nap, kind of stuff. Yeah, that's. I'm feeling that in my thirties, so I think he's kind of getting that bit right. Oh now. well, you know, here's a man in his in his mid to late forties telling you that you know I stood up the other day and both of my knees just went on fire for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> you know, just stood up. I can't wait to look forward to that. That's yeah, yeah. So I don't know, man. Yeah, loads to look forward to. So twenty years later, Joel is fifty six, um, and uh, the world is well and truly fucked. So we get a, we we get introduced to to the world of today, um, through this kid's journey from the hinterlands of Massachusetts into Boston, yes. and this you know I don't know is he ten ten years of age, um. And he makes his way into what they call the QZ, the quarantine zone, yeah. um, which again, man, the production design on those walls. On it's perfect. It's, yeah. They nail it. Like, yeah. like if I was, what's your man's name? Neil thingy from Naughty Dog. Like, I'd just be like, wow, they've built the world I had in my head. You know? They really did. Yeah. I, I can't, I, I kind of, I'm delighted they did that because that's kind of what they needed to do. I don't think they needed to do it so exactly, uh, perfectly uh, in with the game, but they did. Um, yeah. And they didn't have to change anything. They didn't have to rejig something. All they've kind of done thus far is add to what was already in the game. They've just maybe consolidated things that needed to be more established because it's it's a TV show and not a game. You're, you're not living this. They're, they're trying to show it to you. And that's one thing actually I really liked about, about the scene with Sarah because I would have thought that having not been being the guy playing that moment mm. uh, that might not have had the emotional register that it did, but it did anyway. I mean, credit to everyone involved in that. It was fantastic. But then we get to here and there was a moment where during Joel's birthday, um, Sarah makes a joke that she afforded to watch now uh, selling hardcore drugs. Oh, yeah. And at that time we see Joel struggling to make a living in the most honest way he possibly can. And, uh, money's hard to come by and they're not splitting things like everybody else just him and the brother are pulling double shifts to make whatever and now in this part of Joel's life we see that he's making a living selling hardcore drugs and yeah. he's gone running where he can and yeah it's, yeah, it's, a, it's everything's turned upside down you know everything like the world is, is on its on its mm. arse yeah completely and yeah you know, not Joel's, just the physical work but the, the people themselves you know Joel's job you know when we're introduced yes, to him he's he's working a burn pit throwing bodies into it 
you know, and then oh god, yeah. that was rough. Yeah, yeah it was rough. Yeah, um, that's uh, and he's looking for good more work. Tops, you know, yeah, yeah, and he's looking for more work. Yeah, they, but he looks for more work after that. I was devastated watching that, and then to see that he was asking, "Is there anything else for me?" I'm sure, there's no shortage. <laughs> Yeah. I well, know. you know what? The guy was right. You know, the, the stuff that pays the most is, is always the stuff with the shit in it, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. So ask any plumber, man, shit's gold. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, it's it's interesting then. There's a scene where the feds are having a public execution. Mm. And, you know, they are hanging three people and this 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 sets us up nicely for the the rebellion stuff but they're hanging three people who's charged who have been charged with leaving the quarantine zone yeah. um, without without a pass and you you know you'd look at that and you kind of think right so the world's population has been decimated and you're hanging perfectly healthy individuals you know who <laughs> aren't infected and you know for for doing something that you know they they to all intents and purposes got away with because they didn't catch the infection and you kind of look at that and you go that's exactly what would happen in america you know because it would it would fall into authoritarian rule and there'd just be yeah there'd be death penalty yeah, it's, it's it's a military town like i mean everyone is working for the military there and uh, if you go against what they say, how they rule, like it's just that's you, know, you don't fit in here anymore. It doesn't matter if you're if you're clean or or not. You're you're going the way that we say you go, and uh, they're not expending bullets. They're hanging you. You know. Yeah. It's, yeah. So you've a couple uh, of generations now. I mean, you're 20 years down the road, so you know, generations who've grown up or lived with authoritarian rule like that, they, you know, eventually someone goes, well, I'm not into this. And that, that's what leads to what they call the fireflies being, being, um, uh, established and they're a terrorist organization as, as far as the, uh, the ruling class would see them, um, that operate in, in the QZ kind of quietly, but they, they're getting bigger. Um, their calling cards are left on the on the walls around around the place, but they're having a hard time of it. They're not doing as well as as it would appear. I mean, when we hear the the runners of the fireflies talk, it's it's tough, you know. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're losing right. people despite their thing, despite their movements. Um, yeah, they're inside not, the queue, the QZ, and yeah, yeah, not getting what they need. Um, no, they're, they're losing four making, people. I think wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, not making much progress. And in all, in the midst of all of this, we're introduced to um, tests as well. This was something I wanted to bring up, right? Yeah. I remember testing the game being an absolute badass. Yeah. Like just, I mean, she's tougher than Joel as far as yeah, yeah. Is concerned, you know? And I kind of felt like she's not tougher than Joel in the show. Do you not think so? I thought that scene at the start where she's in the chair and is sporting a shiner. Yeah. Um, from an altercation. With, I didn't think that was necessary to show who she was. And if anything, it showed that she got beat up. Yeah, but she, could, she was hacking it. Like she was just like, yeah, whatever. Was, yeah, I got it. This is the first punch I ever took, you know? Yeah, and she's pretending to say, yeah, I won't tell him. I won't tell Joel. You know, and it's the first thing she does then when she when, when Joel wakes up. But um, yeah, I kind of thought that if I was, if I was to be severe with my editing on this, 
that's probably not a scene that was necessary. She could have just showed up, kind of like she does in the game. She shows up at the door, says that she got a bit of a in a bit of a tussle. Yeah. Um, like that could have that that could have worked out here. I think yeah. you know, and she would have remained a fairly severe badass as opposed to someone who has to take a beating now and again to 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 admit it to. You know, to, to yeah, get her I think, away. I no think you're being hard on her, man. I think you think so? Hard on, yeah, I think later, later on, especially like she she yeah. she proves how bad badass she. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, it does come around to being quite adept and is clearly the the boss. You know, she's clearly saying, the boss. Yeah, yeah. The brains of the aphid, definitely. Wait, which is why that scene kind of bothered me a bit because yeah. I kind of feel like like that person probably could have, in some form or fashion turned hand in that exchange and gotten the better of Rob who who they do in the game. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's just how I felt, you know. There's a couple of moments where she is telling Joe what's up and he's he's looking at her blankly and she's just like, just do it. Just Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, okay. Because you can yeah. tell, you know, this guy has learned just to listen to her. Yeah. He's she like, knows. She's yeah. got she's got the goods, you know. Um and she knows and plays Incredibly well by by Anne Worshing, uh, isn't it? Who we've seen. Um we no Anna Torf, we've seen her in um uh she was in Mindhunter before. Mm. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, that too. And you know, one day they might give us the season we need to finish it. That'd be great. Um yeah. Oh, I'm happy with this though. This is fantastic. I yeah. can't wait for the next episode. Yeah. Um, so very quickly, because we're yeah. we're getting we're getting close. Yeah. So very quickly, we're we're introduced to Veronica. Is it Veronica? Is that the alias she uses? Um, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a prisoner of the Fireflies. Flies, yeah. Um, but she's not Veronica at all. She is, of course, Ellie. Ellie. Um, and can I say one thing before we go? Like, I mean, yeah. her deliveries in her dialogue is just like Ashley Johnson's in the game. I mean, I, I, I mean, it's hilarious. So I thought I thought she was hilarious. The sarcastic stuff, like, was just oh, brilliant. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. I just saw perfect her timing. There's a brilliant yeah. bit, like, where you can see a little difference between her and Sarah, where yeah. Joel is giving Sarah some instruction after um, the grandmother's run out at them, and you can see Sarah kind of panic a little bit. But Joel is there. They take a bit more time to get on. They give Ellie an instruction. And Ellie's clearly a child of, of this new world mm. uh, where there's mushroom zombies. And um, she just goes, yeah, yeah, no worries. And just before that, she was standing up, being too loud, doing something yeah. wrong. And then immediately she knows, oh, I, this is how, this is how we survive here. Listen to these guys. And I do yeah. what they say and I do yeah. this. And that was it. There's a- thought, oh, yeah. Okay. There's a scene in a corridor because you have to have a scene in a corridor in every yeah. drama these days. But there's a scene in a corridor which, in fairness to them, you go to the aftermath of the scene in the corridor, which I thought was pretty cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and just before that, we see uh, we see a fully developed um, clicker who's kind of melded with a wall. Yeah. Um, creepy. Uh, which is um, really creepy, but it's, you know, harkens back to Geiger and Alien and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Did you think it was weird they didn't throw on their masks at that point? You know, when they're in the spore rooms, that kind of stuff? Yeah, there was, yeah, it was a bit, yeah. Um, it was a bit jarring, but I suppose they make the point that the guy's dead. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and uh, so that's that again. That's you know it'll it'll portend of of what's to come. But when they're when they make it into this corridor anyway, and they're they're having this sort of standoff with the fireflies about Ellie and what to do. Um, the leader of the fireflies mentions that Ellie has no idea what Joel and Tess are capable of. Yeah. Ellie throws out a line there where she's like, what, what are they? What are they capable of? And it's That's brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was fantastic. The timing, everything, the the, the general kind of uh, piss-takiness, but actual curiosity about it was just right on point. Uh, oh, Bella Ramsey sad. is fantastic I, I i to this day i don't think there's something she's done that i haven't really enjoyed yeah you know? she's just she's just the best and the best choice for it and everything you know yeah um and then, then it's yeah then it's uh off to escape but um before we go there there's a there's a very um short sequence around the radio now the, mm-hmm. the thing is tommy's gone missing he's three weeks in the hinterlands of wyoming and uh, nobody's heard from him. So Joel's whole impetus is to get out and find find him. him. Yeah, um, yeah. It's very different to the game as well. I think in the game, he's reluctant to go out to him, isn't he? They, they seem to yeah, have some kind of uh, fight at some point and haven't really made up. And he, yeah, I remember. Into the show where there, he was a firefly once upon a time. That kind I just of stuff. remember a load of tension at the start between them um, in, in that. But they seem to be past that and, and he seems to give a, give a damn. Yeah. So, yeah, so he's got to head out there and he's waiting on somebody somewhere to send him code um, across. Yeah, Frank and Bill, isn't it? Yeah. Bill and Frank or Frank and Bill, whoever they are. And um, we, uh, we, Ellie cracks the code. The code isn't that yeah. bad, but Ellie cracks the code, um, which is, what is it? If it's a 60s, if it's a song from the if it's 60s, 60s there's, there's nothing in. There's nothing. And if it's 70s, there's new stock. And then yeah. if there was 80s, there was an X beside it. Just an X. So bad. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Red X. For- well, well, no, not even. It was just undisclosed. And it was um, Ellie trying to figure it out. And, yeah. Uh, like, there's there's moments in this where the lines are delivered the very same as the game. Yeah. And I, I know that because there were some of my favorite scenes in the game. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Joel does a whole thing like where... He's killing, he says he's killing time when she asks, what, what are we doing? And then she goes, what am I supposed to do? And he goes, ah, you'll figure it out. And she goes back to the book with the code. Yeah. Joel falls asleep. Joel wakes up. We find out Joel's having a horrible time sleeping. Uh, and she says, oh, by the way, some music came on while you were asleep. Um, it was something from the 80s. Yeah. And we, we see Joel kind of, Joel gets very serious. Yeah. And um, he goes, oh, that's not good. And then she just kind of goes, gotcha. So gotcha. 80s means bad. <laughs> or yeah. 80s means trouble. Sorry. Um, trouble. Yeah. I mean, that was that was fantastic. So that's something that wasn't in the game. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, I thought that was cool. And then, you know, we end on the uh, the guys have left. They've gotten into a bit of a scuffle at the fence. But they, they get away in the end. Mm-hmm. And uh, we close on, on Depeche Mode's Never Let Me Down Again, kicking yeah. off the radio, you know, and you're like, oh, shit, things are going bad. And then we, Even if you don't know what decade that came out, you now know what decade that song came out. Uh, you, you, definitely know. Know, you definitely know it's an 80s song as it kicks off, you know. Um, and uh, we get to see a bit of the city, a bit more of the city, and hear yeah. the screams and the cries and the clicks as as the, the episode ends um, to Dave Gann talking about taking a ride 
with his, <laughs> uh, with his best friend. And that's it. We're out. And it was, yeah, it was possibly the best, you know, 80 minutes of TV I've seen in a long time. Wasn't expecting it to be that long either. Yeah. I thought it would just be the hour. Um, but wow, I really enjoyed it. Um, the, uh, the hour and a bit flew by. Yeah. Um, like, uh, I can't wait for the next episode. Yeah. Like, just as, I mean, the, the aesthetic they've achieved is so close to the game. And I enjoyed the game so much. Um, I'm, I'm delighted to see they've honored it. But to see how they now portray some of that, that you know, in, in the ways that they've delivered some other things in this first episode that you wouldn't have seen in the game, and they've been fantastic. I, I can't wait to see what they do with these monsters, you know, mm-hmm. that haven't been on telly before. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited. It's really, really good. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Okay, man. Well, we'll uh, we'll meet up uh, next week anyway, and uh, go over episode Talk two. Episode two. Yeah. yeah, can't wait. And uh, guys, if you want to let us know your thoughts on the Last of Us or you know anything in in that area or genre, you can find us on Twitter on at the odds pods. Um, and you can find me on at Dave Hendrick and you can find me at at Benesey. okay guys um, we're gonna leave it there for now and uh, as always we'll see you at the end of the world can we play the pitch mode on the way out <laughs> <laughs> copyright mightn't allow it but we'll see we'll see we'll see if Ada lets us <laughs> alright thanks thanks guys 